Hey, 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 welcome back to another edition of the best women's boxing show, period. I am Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. And we are still here in the studio in Vegas. It hasn't started raining yet. We haven't been flooded out, so we're still recording. Girl, you don't even want to. You be, you're going to have to get a canoe and freaking <laughs> row yourself out of here. But um, we're going to do another Run It Back after because we got a great special guest. Um, he is no... What, what is this? He is no stranger to the mic. And uh, once you hear his voice, you'll be like, I know that man. That's right. Yeah. A champion. A champ. Yeah. And he's got one mouth because he says it like it is. And that's what I appreciate about, I appreciate about him. Mr. Polly Malinaji, welcome to the show. Hey, 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 hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I'm good. Trying to stay dry here in Florida. I know. Same here in Vegas. We're trying to stay dry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, we've had two of your men that um, from Pro Box TV on our show, Roy, Roy Jones Jr. and Antonio Tarver. And when we saw what it was all about, I said, gosh, darn it. This is a really good lineup of who owns it, who's yeah. running it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, a lot of people didn't know that you could speak Spanish fluently Crazy when they're Spanish like, game. is it dubbed? I'm like, no, that's what he actually speaks Spanish. <laughs> But um, it's great to see you back on the mic and also your show, uh, Polly.TV. I think that's a great avenue for you because I always saw you talking shit on um, Instagram Live or just talking shit on in interviews. So why not make a make some money off of it? I know that's right. Yeah, yeah. And it gives me a chance to be a little bit more independent with it as well. So it's uh, it's good. You know, uh, uh, I kind of get to pick and choose the topics and and, you know, kind of just go with what people want to hear as opposed to just having a, a set outline for me, um, you know, with a, with a more of a corporate network, which listen, both situations have their pros and cons, but uh, I'm enjoying myself. That's awesome. Well, now you have a corporate situation that you are the chief of with ProBox, and this is an exciting platform in that it gives fighters a second chance opportunities. We'll talk about that tournament. But even just like she said, the people you're attached to, Juan Manuel Marquez, Antonio Tarver, Roy Jones Jr., how did you guys even come together to have these discussions? Did you form like Voltron? Was it a group text? What were the early conversations where to even put this into motion? And I, I guess in the end we formed like Voltron, but it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't right off the jump like that. Uh, Gary Jonas, uh, who's been in boxing on and off the past fifteen years or so, you know, uh, he was originally with Mike Mike Tyson and IMP Promotions, um, and you know he kind of got his start in boxing back then, and uh, sort of like uh, you know I, I guess when you first get into the business, people will look at you as competition and they won't really teach you the business. So Gary had to kind of get his feet wet and really learn how the business maneuvers and works and. I think through the years, he finally came up with this uh, ingenious idea. He always felt that boxing was uh, overpriced and it was outside of its marketplace. And so he figured if he made a channel as opposed to competing with promoters, if he made a channel where everybody's fighters would be invited to the channel as long as they were willing to make good fights and entertaining fights, then um, and, and he... You know, he would he, he didn't want to focus so much on the records. Listen, if you got a completely upside down record, it's one thing. But if you're he didn't want to focus on so much such a perfection of the records as much as he wanted to focus on the entertainment value of the sport. And, um, you know, that was basically the idea. And uh, and for a very affordable price, uh, uh, we're at a dollar ninety nine cents a month and we give you live box, several live boxing shows a month. Uh, we give you the podcast with uh, both in English and in Spanish. Listen, you can see the podcast 
on YouTube with them with commercials. But if you have the the app for dollar ninety nine, you get it with no commercials. And like I said, you also get the live events, a uh, live boxing per month. Uh, we have one show uh, coming up this Friday as well. So it it just kind of made a lot of sense, and it was sort of surprising that people hadn't figured this out before. I guess money is king, and people get kind of greedy and and have been overpricing boxing. But I really do think that. If people just hear more about this channel, um, I do think that uh, uh, it will just get tons of subscribers worldwide, you know, because, uh, you know, we're not really competing with anybody except, I'd say, networks. And even then, we're not putting on world uh, world championship level boxing yet. We're we're just doing more of the... uh, I guess you could compare us to the old Friday night fights where we have yeah. boxing discussions mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, we, we put on good fights, uh, evenly matched fights that people will be entertained uh, by uh, when they watch them. So it, I, I just thought the idea was good. So when I was when I was when it was brought up to me and, and, and to be able to join forces with such iconic names in the sport, I was I was all for it. I think that's what's even great about it is that it is grassroots boxing uh, until you guys put on world championship fights. But you're putting a platform where all these kids and these um, where these boxers need a platform for a dollar ninety. You can't even beat that. And then the fact that you get to listen to some uh, stellar commentators that have been in the ring, so they understand what it's like to be hit, and you know exactly what it's like, uh, what, what they're going to do in the ring, why they're doing certain things, and break down uh, the fight. And that's what I appreciate because when and I hear some of these commentators. I'm like, what fight what are you hell? watching? <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. so crazy to me. But yeah. uh, we appreciate that. And then you also mentioned the last chance tournament. Uh, can you disc- uh, can you explain what that is? Well, again, we're we're trying to bring uh, some concepts to the sport that maybe some people don't always think about. You know, uh, and uh, like I said, one of them was the the, uh, the affordable price. And all of that stuff, uh, go to ProBoxTV.com and then check it out for $1.99 a month. You can order it. Or you can get the year package at $18 a year, which is even which ends up coming out even cheaper than $1.99 a month if you order the $18 uh, for the year package. Uh, as far as the Last Chance Tournament, we've got a couple of different concepts here. So Last Chance Tournament is one of the concepts we came up with. And I, I had an explanation for it on this week's podcast, on the ProBox podcast. But basically, it boils down to this. All right, most boxers in boxing are not your total uh, low life, zero and six, one and five kind of guys, right? And and most of them are also not super high caliber, a million dollar payday kind of fighters, right? Most of your guys in boxing are that middle tier where they're very capable. They had probably decent to pretty good amateur careers. Some of them even stellar amateur careers, and yet they weren't able to break through in the pros. But they're capable. They're kind of hanging around. They may have taken a couple of losses, and now they kind of don't have the opportunity to focus fully on boxing. They sort of work or have regular jobs, or they're forced to to do that in order to make ends meet. And also, they still continue to train because they're not ready to give up on their dream of boxing because, let's face it, they've they've had the amateur career, and they've got a little bit of the background. So they didn't just do all those, all those put all those years of sacrifice into it just to give it up so what ends up happening to these guys a lot of them just end up getting chosen as fodder uh as opponents for high level prospects or or even uh uh, contenders uh for uh uh, the high level of promoters we thought of a different concept instead of having them just use as last minute opponents for for good prospects where they don't even get to showcase the best of themselves or or sometimes they have to take fights outside of their weight class in order to you know make ends meet and just take a fight and take the opportunity because they, let's face it when you're in that position you don't have a chance to just pick and choose your opportunities right. we came up with the concept of last chance and that was basically all these kind of fighters all capable guys all the kind of guys i just described pick a weight class and we're going to do this with several weight classes right now we're doing it in the 140 pound division and basically put them all in one 
tournament and make them face each other. So it's all guys who are basically in the same situation, guys who have were pretty good fighters, but they fell off for one reason or another to a couple of losses. And now people don't take them as seriously. And the only kind of fights they get are basically as B-sides. A lot of times they don't even get the proper time to train for these mm-hmm. kind of fights, but they're capable guys. They're, they're the kind of guys that will, you know, your, your prospect will usually beat them, but he'll be tested when he beats them. Right. And a lot of times these guys are showing up with half training camps or, or you know, they're not getting the full, uh, the full potential of the training camp, or they're not even getting to fight at their, at their best weight class. Well, in the tournament, we give them a chance to just be in the tournament. And if you advance, you stay in the tournament and you continue to advance and you're in your best weight class, you get a full training camp for all your fights. Cause you know, when you're going to fight. And if you're able to come out of this tournament, you know, you're going to get a contract. You're going to probably get a, 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 an opportunity against one of these guys who you might have fought as a last minute replacement, but now you'll probably get an opportunity against one of these guys in a bigger fight with, with the proper amount of time to train and have that preparation and so on and so forth. In the meantime, you'll be able to make some money because the tournament, you'll, you'll get fights. That's another thing for these guys. A lot of times they can't get fights unless they choose to be last minute opponents. So you're able to get fights in the meantime. You're able to compete against guys such as yourself basically looking in the mirror uh, uh, another capable guy who's looking at at, at, a, at a situation where he can change his life as well and so we just feel like that's great opportunity for the boxers as well as entertainment value because these are the kind of guys who are hungry they just need the opportunity so and most importantly they know how to fight they just have to get the proper opportunity to showcase their skills and against one another in a situation where they're able to train for the fights and able to put on the fights i'm telling you we've had entertaining nights uh, we had already had the quarterfinal round of this tournament uh, a couple of months ago and it was a, a really exciting night of boxing and and so this uh this friday we have the semifinal round uh, as well as some other fights on the card and again i have no doubt it's going to continue to entertain because this concept just en- ensures you action mm-hmm. i've been watching the feedback on twitter and it has been very very entertaining cards quality commentating from you and all of your colleagues and just evenly matched is is that the key are you is the ultimate goal with the tournament is to be kind of like a, a feeder into back to feed these fighters back into mainstream promotions. Yeah. Like, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, what are they communicating to you? It gives them that opportunity, right? I mean, it gives them that opportunity. If you can excel in the tournament, you're going to, Think about it. If you, the winner of the tournament will come off a three fight winning streak because mm-hmm. to win the tournament, you have to fight through fight three fights and win them all. Right. Oh. Also, you'll be winning three fights against some pretty decent opposition. You know what I'm saying? Because you're looking at opposition that's basically in the same situation as you, which is which means those that kind of opposition is not in the gutter. It's not ready for a world title, but it's also not in the gutter. It's pretty capable opposition. You know what I'm saying? So if you get three wins in a row against this kind of opposition, you're pretty much ready for a step up to a world-class opponent. You know what I'm saying? So so it, it, it allows the business to keep moving as far as putting these fighters back into the into the conveyor belt and, and getting fights and, and, and getting opportunities. And then also for the winner, I mean, it may give them a really big opportunity. You don't ever know what it could lead to. And also for the fans, these kind of fights are evenly matched. They, they're between fighters who know how to fight. Their styles are cho- specifically chosen because they do fight and they're, they're action fighters. And so it's, it's guaranteed to entertain you. And like I said, from what I've seen of the tournament so far, it has entertained. And again, I, I can't keep plugging the channel enough for $1.99 a month. I mean, you might as well check it out. And, um, you know, it's uh, you'll get your money's worth guaranteed. And and the channel itself, we're still building on it. You know, we have the podcast. We have uh, the, 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 the live fight cards each, each month uh, with last chance being among those fight cards. And also, um, we're going to start also to add uh, different concepts. We're going to start doing also some post-fight stuff after some big fights where we're going to uh, we're going to join remote uh, with one another. 
And sort of like the NBA playoffs or the NHL playoffs do where after the game is over, you go to NBA TV or you go to NHL Network and you watch the post-game coverage after watching a big playoff game. We're going to start doing that as well. We're going to start to add that concept to the channel as well where where uh, after you watch a big fight night, uh, either on the zone or on ESPN or even on Showtime, and there's a big enough fight that's worth having a discussion about post-fight, uh, you know, just that that quick initial post-fight thoughts that you get in those initial post-game reactions on the NHL Network or on the NBA Network, we're going to also start to do that as well in the near future. So there's a lot we're giving you boxing-wise, content-wise uh, for $1.99 a month. Wow, that's exactly what fans crave because if they, you know, when a fight ends, they want to be able to hear what, especially you guys, since you guys are working yeah. at like real, fight, think, real fighters, think what think happened. And, and think about it, the fights right now, they go off the air and people jump just jump on message boards and start yeah, chatting with exactly. each other. Well, now, yeah. you know, and I, you can still jump on your message boards, but you could also, uh, you know, uh, click to switch over to Pro Box TV and uh, listen to us uh, give our take on what we just saw. And, 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 and basically all things that you guys are discussing on your message boards will also be discussing and you guys can kind of chatter back and, 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 and get our thoughts as well. So uh, and, 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 and also, you know, it's also pretty cool. It's, we're not just talking heads, you know, like you said before, we're, we're guys who have done this. We're guys who have fought, we've competed. We're guys that all these fans have watched uh, for years, both uh, behind the mic and as well as in the ring. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you're, you're getting it from a, a good place, I feel. I like the combination of all of you. What's interesting to me, all of you have been champions and you've all made your mark in the sport. Was there ever a chance where you had to kind of mitigate egos? Because you guys all seem to be forming a really beautiful chemistry with each other, talking about this fight and, and forming this company. Um, you know, for me, it really hasn't been about ego, you know, uh, obviously, uh, to get in the ring and fight, you need to have your ego. But I think after that, it's important to check your ego as well. Uh, I always, you know, I was always fortunate, you know, I'm, I've always just been a boxing fan and I just ended up being good enough to be a fighter and, and to reach a world-class level. But I, I never lost the boxing fan in me, you know? So for me to be able to work with these guys, these guys that I grew up admiring, I'm, I'm the youngest one of the bunch, you know? So for me to go, uh, be able to work with these guys, I'm sometimes like a kid in a candy store, just to be able to, you know, chat, chat boxing with Roy and Antonio or go on the Spanish, uh, on the Spanish podcast and chat with Juan Manuel Marquez. Uh, last month, Juan was in Mexico for our broadcast, so I ended up having to do the Spanish broadcast, and I did it with Yvonne Calderon. You know, so mm. we're just kind wow. of we're just kind of you know going back and forth, and uh, you know, it, for me, it's been a cool experience, and I think each and every one of us enjoys the experience and enjoys the basically the opportunity to bring a new brand, a new product to the fans, because without the fans, let's face it, you know, boxing is really not the same, right? So, and, and, and we have the opportunity to not just bring you great product, but also to educate the fans a little bit better. And that's what we always enjoy as well. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. And, and it's always about the boxing. It's not about some weird narrative or whatever they want to spend that mm -hmm. day. It's very specific about the boxing, yeah. the fighters, and the perspective of real fighters. So I do respect and appreciate that tremendously. Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can hear the passion in your voice, how excited you are, and how much you believe in the brand. And that's that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that when you get it out the mud like that, you have to have that passion for it. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, uh, all of us have kind of had built up our reputations as, as, as analysts, especially myself, Antonio and Roy. And, you know, uh, we're always mentioned among people's favorite analysts. And so to have us all on the same team, 
was really cool. And then the Juan Manuel uh, uh, for the Latin broadcast. You know, I know Marco Antonio Barrera and Eric Morales have a pretty cool uh, Latin, uh, Spanish language podcast. So for Juan Manuel to also be one of the great Mexican fighters of his generation, you know, it's really cool that I, I got tossed in with him as well. And we uh, I get to do the Spanish stuff with him. So uh, like I said, for me, it's it's been a, a blessing, you know, to just be able to kind of transition uh, uh, into a, this phase of my life and to work with uh, guys that I, I, I grew up, not only grew up admiring, but even admired over the course of my own boxing career and now you guys partnered up with miguel cotto mm -hmm. and yeah uh, yeah so and, and that's also a part of the addition of live boxing so we we partnered up with miguel cotto and, and his promotional company so that we'll be bringing you live boxing from puerto rico and, and his fight cards will be broadcast on our network we're continuing to work on different partnerships we're working on with different we're talking to different people we've been to we all i know gary the the, the head boss was also we're talking to dimitri salida and his star of david promotions about getting some of those cards on us on the show as well and and i've been talking to talk a couple of other people uh, as well. And so the more deals, we're going to keep continue to try to make more and more deals with, with promoters to get as many live boxing cards per month to use as we can. And so, you know, the, the, the channel will grow, the, the, the brand will grow. And like I said, it's live boxing and it's also podcasts and also, so I you know pretty soon you'll have a uh, post fight reactions quick on fight nights and, and so on and so forth. I think the channel will grow. And like I said, you get all this for a dollar 99 a month. I, 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 I don't think you can go wrong if you're a boxing fan. I think this is the kind of thing that boxing fans have been missing out on because every other channel uses boxing as filler content you know every other channel mm -hmm. specializes that televises boxing they specialize in other things right. and then they just happen to have boxing on their network as well we've never had a, a channel that just dedicates itself fully and solely to boxing so so uh pro box tv is is the first of its kind and in that regard i think uh uh boxing fans are going to learn to appreciate it uh as they hear more and more about it uh um and and like i said the fact that you can get it globally worldwide um i i believe the channel will Will grow it's just a matter of people finding out about it when you guys start the uh the women's last chance tournament me and cynthia are available to, <laughs> right. call, to call the fights and do the post fight right. show we ready <laughs> we right. may not have been in the ring like you guys but right. <laughs> but we come in we gonna we come. Can still it's, do it. <laughs> it, 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 it it's it's cool though because you know even with last chance we were actually talking about making it a reality show and we didn't get to put all the pieces in the place for this last chance tournament. But in the future, we're also considering about their last chance tournament being a reality show. Well, you'll get the episodes on the uh, app and then, uh, you know, you'll get the live fight nights where you'll be able to see them compete with each other and guys get eliminated. Sort of like the contender used to be yeah. only we'll give you, we won't give you fake narratives and, and, and Hollywood narratives. We're going to, going to give you the, the, the full take and you'll actually get to see the full fight and not just highlights, you know, uh, because on fight nights, we obviously do the broadcasts live. So, so in the future, we're still in, in the brainstorm part of the uh, of, of doing things you know we've added some we've already obviously got a lot going on the channel but we definitely intend to add a lot more to the channel and and make it a really special thing for the fans but since you are a big boxing fan and you love fights we like to get your take on some stuff yes the fight that didn't happen jake paul versus has seen <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah, your yeah, yeah, what's your take on that um i gave my take on the pro box tv podcast today but i'll tell you i'm mad at both guys to tell you the truth um uh, I think it's inexcusable on both parts was Rockman Jr. signed the contract. Right. And then you you've got I, I'm also mad at the commission because I don't believe that this whole uh, gradual weight loss thing uh, really makes a difference. To tell you the truth. I never made weight in my whole boxing career in the way that these people want you to make weight, which is gradually and little by little. I always dieted to the point where I got to a, a certain weight where I felt my strongest and it was still 
probably plenty of weight above my, what I was contracted to fight. And then at the end, I would dehydrate and make my actual fight weight. And then I'd rehydrate on fight night. So I would diet myself to my best weight and then spend my training camp at that best weight. But I wasn't, I wasn't spending the training camp at the weight I fight at you know, until the very end. Um, did I diet? To get to a certain point, yes, of course, but that's it. You know what I mean? Like, I was still way above. So if I was going to have to do it the way these people were going to do it, you know, I would have had a fight at 154 pounds, under 60 pounds. I would have not only never won a world title, I would have put myself in danger too. So while everybody's trying to figure out the way to do it correctly, you're going to get pe- – people are going to get hurt whether you do it quote-unquote correctly or whether you do it quote-unquote not correctly according to what book you're judging it by, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is a combat sport and people get hurt no matter what. And no matter how much you try to avoid it, people are going to get hurt one way or the other at times, unfortunately. But I still believe boxing saves more lives than it hurts. So ultimately, it's a risk we're all willing to take and we all should be allowed to take. But we've got to put ourselves in the best position to do it our way. Okay. so having said that, I don't believe any of that commission gradual weight making bullshit. I think the first and foremost, the commission gets the blame for ruining everything. Okay. number one. Okay, I don't don't believe you got to meddle into the way guys make weight. Number one. Number two. Okay. Number two, Rockman Jr. did sign the contract. So if you sign the contract, make some sort of small effort. Okay, he's they, they came to his weight. They came to his training camp a few weeks ago. He was two hundred sixteen pounds. Then they show, and then then they had to move the weight from two hundred pounds to two hundred five pounds. Jake Paul agreed. Then they showed up a week later. He was one pound less. Yeah, my man, you can still dehydrate like seven, six, seven pounds, and then put it back on when they leave. You know, you don't have to make the weight that day. But you can get, make you can at least make it look like you made an effort when they show up. That's what fighters were doing when the WBC was mandating these stupid ass uh, 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 weigh-ins during training camp. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I knew some of the fighters that had to go through them. They basically dehydrate and then they just go back up for a week. And then the next week when the WBC would show up, they dehydrate and, and they'd be a little like two pounds less the next week. So uh, three pounds less the next week. So they'd look like they were gradually making the weight when in reality it was all bullshit. So you can still make that bullshit you can still give that bullshit illusion if you're Hasim Rockman Jr. You know what I mean? You can still at least make that effort and give that bullshit illusion. Instead, he didn't even do that, okay? And why didn't he do that? Because Jake Paul always knew that this guy had a reputation of being undisciplined, and Jake Paul always knew that this guy was never going to go follow through and actually be able to make it and go through a disciplined training camp with the stipulations that were heaped upon him. Cause this was Rockman Jr.'s whole reputation. He was, he was undisciplined. So while everybody was peeping praise on, on Jake Paul, about a hundred amateur fights, opponent and all this and a 12 one pro record and including myself, I got to tell you, I, I felt for it too. This guy put these stipulations knowing this fight would never happen. Okay. Uh, that's, that's my take on that. On the other side with Jake Paul, with Jake Paul, you have a guy, because I, I got it for everybody. I got it for the commission. I got it for Rockman Jr. And now I'm going to give it to Jake Paul. With Jake Paul, we saw two, we saw a video that was allegedly supposed to let us know that two years ago, Jake Paul beat up Hasim Rockman Jr. in training while Rockman Jr. weighed 230 pounds. Allegedly, this was two years ago, even though we didn't see any part of the sparring, we just saw an argument at the end of the sparring section. Allegedly. Okay, I'm going to give my take. Two years, Jake Paul is an improving guy. I give him credit. He's worked hard. He's improved. BJ Flores is a good trainer. But I got to tell you, he's not great now. He's not very good now. He's decent. But two years ago, he absolutely sucked. 
Okay, mm-hmm. two years ago, I saw the guy fight. He absolutely sucked. So if you're going to try to convince me that you beat up a guy who's now 12 or one who had 100 amateur fights as of two years ago, had still had his 100 amateur fights, and you beat him up in training camp while he weighed 230 pounds, uh, despite the fact that I saw what you looked like two years ago and you sucked, okay, that means you shouldn't have a problem with him two years later where you're much better than you were two years ago yourself. You shouldn't have a problem fighting him now whether he weighs 210 or 215, yep. hell, even 230 like he was two years ago. But because two, two years ago, you sucked. And you're trying to tell us that at two years ago, even though he weighed 230 pounds, you beat him up. So now you've got to put your money where your mouth is and put it uh, put it forward. Yo, listen, I went through this with Conor McGregor where I beat his ass in front of his own team and friends. And then he got me- so mad at me that I beat his dad. I showed up to his training camp and embarrassed him in front of everybody that he found and he took two weeks of his life to edit a, a highlight clip of five seconds that wasn't even consecutively running. Five seconds, it wasn't even consecutively running. A fake knockdown where he pushed my head down. Out of 36 minutes, it took him two weeks to put that video together from the moment I left camp to when he did that. So when it comes to these bullshit illusions, Jay, I saw an interview with Jake Paul said Conor McGregor is his favorite fighter. Listen, bro, you can do the broad thing or you can try to get in good. And Jake Paul, honestly, was starting to get in good with boxing fans, honestly. People were starting to appreciate his effort. People were starting, including myself. I was appreciating what he was doing for Amanda Serrano. I was appreciating the fact that he was gradually upping his level of opposition. And I was appreciating the fact that you could tell he put in the time in the gym because he did get better and better. But this just dropped him so many levels because he went and did the fraud shit like, like a la Conor McGregor and, and a la anybody else who's basically trying to give a perception of reality instead of the real reality. And I know in, in social media generation, uh, it's easier to just per- give a certain perception of reality and people will still buy into it because people are more about their feelings than actually about what, they re- what their reasoning is today. So they're easier to trick. But nonetheless, you yourself as a man still have to have a certain amount of pride in you, you know, and, and not really sell out in that way. You know, I can't speak for Conor McGregor. He's, he's combat sports, his own pinata. He's got about one win in six years. And every, he gets his ass beat every time he fights, but his image has done him well. Now he's got a Hollywood movie coming out that he's there. He's, I just saw today that he's in the remake of roadhouse. So, Despite being a pinata in combat sports, he's managed to still succeed. I don't know what Jake Paul's whole deal is, but he looked to me like he was a pure guy who was trying to purely make it as a fighter, but despite all the fame that he had, and I thought that was pretty cool. But what he did in this situation just dropped him a bunch of levels to back down to, um, you know, the, the average uh, uh, big, rather popular guy trying to give a perception of something that actually is not. And so, like I said, I've got it for all three people. I'm kind of pissed off because there were people on this undercard. There were people that were, you know, there was a network, uh, even though I don't care to give two shits about Showtime, they still had a a network that was uh, gonna gonna, uh, broadcast the fight. You had people that scheduled things around it. Fighters that went through training camp on the undercard that were scheduled to fight on this show. And all of it is now out the window. So no, you, I, I don't appreciate it very much. Did you find it funny? Because Steven Espinosa said there was no backup fighter or if, if there was no backup fighter, fine. Then elevate Amanda Serrano then. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think that could have been and, possibly and an option? Thing. You could have elevated Amanda Serrano. I mean, Amanda Serrano has shown that she can hold her own yeah. her own uh, uh, main event because she, she main evented on a major network against Katie Taylor. So mm-hmm. something could have been done. Uh, be it, You could have elevated Serrano. I don't know who the opponent was. Maybe they didn't deem the opponent uh, good enough for Serrano because I'll be honest with you. I 
I wasn't really crazy about Serrano's recent level of opposition prior to Katie Taylor. So I don't know. I, I can't speak on the on the uh, opposition uh, Brenda, Serrano had uh, scheduled. Brenda Carbajal, she's uh, she was defending her titles of her 126. That's the only reason. Serrano was defending her title. Yeah, but Serrano had uh, before the Katie Taylor fight had four fighters yeah. who weren't even in her weight class yeah. and stuff like that. So I don't know. And I, listen, I rate Serrano. I rate Serrano. If the, if the matchup was a good matchup with her opponent, and I don't see why they couldn't elevate Serrano. But again, I'm not familiar with Serrano's opponent, so I can't speak fully on that. But Serrano certainly is deserving of, 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 of big broadcast promotion, and she's shown that in her fight with Katie Taylor. Uh, and she's shown that overall in, their, in her, her overall resume of her career. But again, you also mentioned something else, a, a backup opponent. I mean, there, you, you, you had a guy who you weren't ever sure was going to make the weight, and you probably knew in the back of your mind wasn't going to deal with this weight, making them weight very well, because he had a torrid reputation for being a horribly disciplined fighter, you know? And so you probably should have always scheduled a backup opponent. So it, it starts to really get questionable that the fact that they didn't have a backup opponent, even with even with this. Polly, I like how you put that. I didn't even think about that. This video surfaces from two years ago of him allegedly beating up Hasim Rahman in a gym. And now you would think since he was better, he'd have more yeah. gusto, no matter the weight. I, you know, it's true. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Of course. Exactly. You can you can pull the, you can pull the wool over the masses because the masses are rather uneducated when it comes to this stuff. I, I saw that myself when McGregor pulled his stunt. You know, I couldn't believe how many people fell for it. But, but I mean, when you've got people who've done it, I was talking to Roy and Antonio today. They all agreed and they all basically gave their their point. You can check it out on the Pro Box podcast this week when we we released the video, uh, the the episode. But. I mean, we're basically all on the same page here. I mean, it, it, uh, just Jake Paul uh, two years ago was fighting Nate Robinson. Jake Paul sucked two years ago. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he absolutely sucked. He wasn't beating anybody up two years ago except a, uh, a retired NBA player. Okay. Yeah. He definitely wasn't beating Amasim Rockman Jr. in the gym. That's for, that's for shit, sure. That's for sure. Uh, and of course, more obvious was the fact that, you know, all you saw was an argument post sparring and you didn't actually see the. The, the sparring video. So uh, nonetheless, you know, he's, he's two years better now, which I, I actually give him credit for. He's much better now than he I saw two years ago. So he's obviously been putting in the work. You know, there's a lot of praise that to be given there for that because he, it takes work in order to make those kind of improvements. And I feel like he's made a lot of improvements. He still, does he still have a lot of work to do? Absolutely. But in two years, he's made some rather good improvements. And that's also credit to BJ Flores who's training him. But that also leaves that suspicion why is there a problem fighting Rockman at any weight at this point? Because if you beat him up when you sucked, you're much better than you were two years ago. So you should absolutely hammer him now. Well, you know, the theory we are, are to believe what you said. You know, the streets are saying that these tickets were not selling and all of these things. So do you think this is kind of an education for him that maybe he shouldn't fight? Maybe his focus and his real purpose is to be a promoter. He got a big ass mouth. He talks a lot of shit. Maybe that's his real mission in boxing, you know, still train and still do all the things that you do to stay in it, shape, but it's, it's, it's possible. It's possible. Um, you know, uh, I, I think he's got a place in boxing for sure. He's, he's done very well, uh, uh, in his fights. People have gotten the interest. Uh, I, I just feel like again, don't sell yourself as something you're not, you know what mm. I'm saying? Like you're starting to do the, you're starting to play, play the McGregor role. You know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, you're starting to play like somebody you're not, you're starting to, just overdo it now. You know, even I remember him saying he was going to fight Canelo in like a couple of years <laughs> yes. and he's going to be good enough. You know, like, like, dude, you, 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 you've been caught in a couple of lies now. So like, you know, I'd say, I'd say pull the brakes on it and just be who he is. Cause he, what he is is a very marketable guy who I think has done well for, for his fighters, he's treated his fighters. Well, uh, I saw that he, how he donated, uh, some of his purse to all the fighters on the undercards when he did fight. I thought that was rather honorable and really cool. And like I said, I mean, I, I like BJ, his trainer, and I can appreciate the improvements he's made. So they were 
things that were making me a fan of, of, of Jake. But this whole charade this week really, really turned me off, man. I mean, it, it really turned me off uh, just the whole way it went down. And like I said, it's not just on, on Jake. It's on Hasim. It's on the commission. It's on uh, Showtime for also not having a backup opponent ready. I mean, it, it was just a shit show. And, I, and, I, and it really is disappointing. I agree with you. Was the $250,000 purse that was um, offered to Hasim decent compared to the $2 million offer that was um, offered to Tommy Fury? Um, listen, I mean, I, I guarantee you Hasim has probably never fought for, even for $15,000 in his life. So $250,000, you, you don't count other people's money. You count your own money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and based on the purses Hasim has been making, that was plenty of money for Hasim to get plenty motivated and, 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 and do and make those bit of sacrifices to at least make the effort. They even moved up the way to 205 pounds for him. You know what I'm saying? So he just had to show some kind of effort, you know, mm-hmm. and he didn't. So, I, I, I mean, I, it's on him, too. Uh, do you think now if Jay can save face, I mean, the, the whole Tommy Fury thing, if that fight was re-offered again and if, I don't know, if, if, if he goes and fights somewhere maybe in the U.K., even though the pay-per-view sales won't be there, and he beats Tommy Fury, does that recognize him as a boxer being, beating a boxer? No, I, don't, I never considered Tommy a boxer. The only boxing thing was with... Tommy was his last name. He was in a boxing family, but Tommy wasn't a boxer. Tommy was just as much of a boxer as Jake Paul. So if you consider Jake Paul a non-boxer who just started boxing, then you have to consider Tommy the same thing. Tommy was a reality star who started boxing. His last name happened to be Fury, and yes, he happens to be Tyson Fury's brother. That doesn't make him any more of a boxer than Jake Paul, though. It makes him the exact same kind of boxer as Jake Paul, a reality TV guy who started boxing. So I don't think... think the the Fury fight was going to legitimize him as fighting a real boxer. It was just a, a, a guy like him, but it was still listen marketing wise. It was still cool. I, I get the whole idea. I get that. Listen, I don't I don't have any, I don't have a problem with that because it was still sort of a step up from from previous opposition. But I didn't I didn't really rate Tommy. But again, I I don't rate Jake that much either. I see him making the improvements and that's commendable. But listen, he's got a lot of work to do as well. You know, so so but but you know what? I could I could have lived with that fight. I don't think that fight happens honestly. I don't think Jake is going to go to the UK to fight Tommy where Tommy's very popular, and I all. Also, don't think the Tommy's going to be allowed into the U.S. Uh, yeah. for a long time, if ever, because the mm-hmm. U.S. government, as most federal governments of all of the entire world do, they want to be the only gangsters in the world. So if, uh, Tommy, unfortunately, had a uh, an association with somebody that the U.S. government was uh, against. And so that was um, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Facts. OK, well, then um, I know we're going to be short on time. But another fight that we have to discuss, Usyk versus Joshua, too. We saw, we've asked, Jonathan Banks was in the studio with us as a trainer, and we asked him about Robert Garcia. We've asked other trainers and also some fighters, bringing in another trainer to help you with your game to become more of an aggressive fighter or even beat Usyk at his own boxing game. Can that, uh, will that help him? Will that help Anthony Joshua? Um, I think based on the choice of trainer, I know he was looking at Ronnie Shields. I know he was looking at Virgil Hunter, and, and then he ended up, uh, choosing Robert Garcia. I think based on the trainer and based on Robert's uh, reputation, uh, he's got, he's had champions like Brandon Rios and Marcos Maidana. I can kind of gauge what AJ is looking to do. He's looking to be a more physical kind of fighter and, and, and fight a more physical fight. If he would have chosen Virgil Hunter or Ronnie Shields, I would have thought, okay, he's going to try to 
be technical with a technical boxer who just beat him on a technical basis. But I think by choosing Garcia, not that Garcia can't teach you anything technically. He obviously is a world-class trainer. But I think Garcia also specializes in a very physical style of, 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 of fighting. And the fighters he's had have specialized in that and winning in that kind of manner. And so I think AJ is looking to uh, use that physicality, the things that we kind of expected in the first fight and he didn't do, uh, and, and try to offset uh, Usyk's technical ability by being uh, the bigger man and fighting as the bigger man in the ring. We'll right. see. <laughs> when is the next car for Pro Box so we can tune in and pump it up uh, and uh, lead from Pro Box somewhere. is on this Friday. This Friday night we have uh, the next the semifinals of the last chance tournament. Uh, the first uh, the quarterfinals were an entertaining night. I'm telling you, it, you're going to get your money's worth. Like I said, it's not a lot of money. It's $1.99 a month. Um, go to ProBoxTV.com and order the app. Uh, you can also get a yearly subscription for $18 a year. So that comes down to $1.50 a month. It's even less. Jeez. So um, and you'll get this weekend's fights. We've got a, a live show uh, as well on August 19th uh, from Puerto Rico, which is the Miguel Cotto card, uh, the Miguel Cotto promotions card. And we're going to continue to add live boxing events. You get the podcast. You get all that kind of stuff. So for $1.99 a month, or if you get the yearly subscription, it comes out to $1.50 a month. I really think it's worth it. And, and this Friday, you'll get me on the mic. You'll get Roy on the mic. You'll get Antonio on the mic. And on the the Spanish broadcast, you'll get Juan Manuel uh, Marquez and Ivan Calderon. So you get a, a, a plethora of good things on this app. Uh, and it's a worldwide app and you can get it anywhere else in the world that you live. That's some good stuff. Do you watch women's boxing besides Amanda Serrano? I, I do. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I, I know Amanda well. And, um, you know, uh, I watch. I'd say I'm a casual observer of women's boxing. When somebody breaks through, you know, I, I, I like fighters like uh, Sinisa Estrada. I like, uh, uh, I'm into the Savannah Marshall and, and uh, uh, Clarissa Shields rivalry. I'm looking forward to that fight. Who do you um, have in that you know, When fights really are worthwhile, and I'm hearing that Serrano and Katie Taylor may uh, may sign a rematch soon. So, I, you know, when fights are worthwhile, just like with the men's division, you know, when they're worthwhile, I talk about them and I, and I like to watch them. Who do you have in uh, the Shields versus Marshall fight? Um, I think as strong as Savannah Marshall is, I, 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 I'm not sure her boxing it can, it can be up to par with Clarissa. I know uh, people uh, kind of rack on, on Clarissa for not having the knockouts, but, but Clarissa is a really a master boxer, and it's very, very difficult to uh, to tag her for a lot of these women. And for what I've seen of Savannah, although she's very strong, I'm not sure if she's going to have the boxing IQ to to win enough rounds or, and, and trouble Clar- Clarissa enough. She's she's damn strong, I'll tell you that, man. She's 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 going to be dangerous, but uh, but I think Clarissa wins that fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. And how about Alicia Baumgartner versus Michaela Mayer? Michaela Mayer versus Alicia Baumgartner. Michaela, it's hard to pick Mika- against Michaela right now. She's another uh, budding star in women's boxing who's kind of uh, going uh, uh, through that phase of uh, crossing over and really getting a lot of recognition. Uh, but it's another fight I look forward to as well. But uh, I, from what I've seen of Mayer, I, I slightly favor her. All right. Okay. And last one, any fo- any fighters that you're uh, that's on your radar that you're excited to watch? Um, women's or men's? Both. Either or. Both. Um, for the men's, I mean, I, I like the the up and comers like uh, Virgil Ortiz and Jerron Ennis. They they really uh, are, are promising and and and. The longer we wait uh, for Clarence and Errol to fight each other, the more risk that Virgil and Jerron are going to come in and just clean house and beat the shit out of everybody. So I look forward to if they don't want to fight each other, then I look forward to the new guys coming in and, and fighting everybody because new guys tend to be much more hungry and wanting to fight everybody. So I look forward to that. Uh, in the women's division, uh, Alexis Estrada, she just signed up with top rank. Uh, she's an exciting fighter, and I think uh, she's uh, she, there's a lot to look forward to uh, with how she goes forward in her career now with a new promoter, a, a promoter that has a, a big platform. And, and, and to me, it might be the best promoter in boxing is top rank. The way they 
know how to move their fighters. I heard that. Are you coming back anytime soon? Yeah, you got to come in with us. Me? Uh, in Vegas? I don't know. We'll see. Now, if I'm cold for I'm around. We'll are see. you coming back into uh, boxing? Do you think you're going to strap up? Uh, oh, strap oh, up? I don't think so. No, no. No, no, no exhibition. I was... I was offered a, an exhibition on that Hatton Barrera exhibition that I think I believe it got canceled. I was yeah. offered a co-main event spot against uh, against uh, Dan Hardy, the former UFC guy. Oh, uh, okay. I was offered a, a six-round sparring session, basically sixteen-ounce glove, no headgear. But I turned it down. I just, you know, uh, it, it was a decent offer. It would have might it might have been cool, but just I started thinking about having to train for it and what it, it would take me away from a lot of the gigs that I work with now. And I was like, you know what? I just don't have that dedication that I really would need. To, to make a good impression, you know, uh, I'm, I'm kind of over that. But, you know, I enjoy watching for sure. I enjoy watching uh, the younger, uh, hungrier people, uh, you know, uh, put on great fights, uh, especially when they are when they know how to fight. And lastly, do you still got the elephant draws? <laughs> uh, I don't know. They might be. They're probably hidden uh, somewhere in, in, in an old box of of uh, my old boxing stuff. I don't know. They, they, I, I'll be honest. They're probably somewhere, unless I gave them away, which I, I don't remember giving them away. I give away a lot of my boxing stuff. Why would stuff, you give it away? I don't know. Yo, you'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be surprised at what people ask me to give them. Exactly. So, so, just show up to so, set. Just do the broadcast in them, Paulie. Yeah. Just show up to the set in them. Yeah, you know what? Maybe if I if I find them, or if they turn out, maybe I'll do a broadcast. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Polly, for joining us. <laughs> I know, I know it's like gone. It has turned dark in his background. We yeah. saw thunder. Saw we saw lightning. lightning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, we had all the weather here in the summer. Yeah, sure. I feel like we just watched four seasons <laughs> during our interview. <laughs> you, you get three in Florida. You don't get winter, but you get That's you true. get the other three for sure. Well, thank you, Polly, and you guys. Make sure you guys tune into ProBox TV and also his channel Polly.tv on yes. YouTube. He's got some great content. Some fire content and you know how he is he likes to say it like it is so thank you again Polly, and be well take care absolutely thank you okay. check us out proboxtv.com uh $1.99 a month check us out this friday and, and again like like cynthia said uh go checking me out at Polly tv on youtube uh, i've got a lot of fun videos that i make as well thanks okay. thanks for having me guys i appreciate thank you this. thanks okay. Polly. bye bye-bye uh that was man a dollar 99 we've talked about this it's cheaper than gas Hell, it's like a month of Netflix. Like Wait. literally, Netflix is fifteen forty nine for one month. Is you it? can get a full year of boxing on Pro Box with actual real fighters. Man, Ray Beltran was just on there. I like. Yeah, I saw I that. Like, I like yeah. Ray Beltran a lot, and so it's worth your money. It's a lot of value. You get the legend, some legends of the oh sport. God, yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great deal for real. I really miss him on the mic. Uh, just uh, and I'm glad we get to see him on Pro Box TV. But just listening to him break down the fights. I mean, his his whole Jake and Hasim and the commission and yeah. everyone, everyone's at he fault. He want all the smoke. And you know, and what he was saying about the Wait cut, cut, uh, wait, cut two. Yeah. Jonathan Banks just said the exact know, same right? thing. He said My the same God. thing. And you know what? They know because they were fighters. That's right. So, like, we won't know because we ain't, we were never fighters. Girl, your girl ain't cutting no weight like that, <laughs> I can assure you. Right? Mm -hmm. You have to pay me a lot of money. Hell yeah. A lot of money to be I'd do it that. for the 250 though. <laughs> I would lose the 20 for the 250 Believe that. Believe that. But it was good. Uh, just, um, and what do you say, Jerron Ennis? Boots, my favorite I am I'm, I'm, yeah Ennis. one of my faves and it's true because if Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence do not fight Boots and his is boots there. is there. The IBS, all the mandatories have got to fight. If not, they're going to be like, they're, they're going to take it up. And sorry, Errol, Terrence, you got to fight or else say bye-bye to your belts. Exactly. And I hope it's one of those guys, too, and not just like some random 
who's I don't I don't foresee either of them doing that. I just I but we'd rather they fight each other. I know, right? We boxing gods. Yes. Terrence Crawford. Listen to us. Errol Spence. I don't care who the A side, B side, just make it happen. Make it happen. Okay, Giandra. That was I it was it was electrifying just like the amount of information. I don't think he breathed. No. That's oh, he's like blah, 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 and I had mm-hmm. to tap you. I was like is he breathing? <laughs> That's that good, good conditioning. Yeah. You know, bring out the elephant. <laughs> it just cracks me up. I just, I whenever I see Polly, I think of two <laughs> things. Is that I right? Think of the, I think of the red uh, when he used to do the red yeah. hair, uh-huh. and and then the the draws was <laughs> the elephant. I remember Is that, that all you remember? So hard. Well, girl, come on. Now. But I remember that shit was so funny to me. Like, yo, bro. <laughs> hey. Well, hey, he may wait though. He may wait though. Oh my God, that's funny. But uh, we got to get him back in the studio uh, eventually, whenever he gets into Vegas. But uh, he gave us some really good predictions. Yes, he did. And uh, we can't wait to see him. And we, I love the fact that he does love women's boxing. I mean, he he was pretty th- uh, thorough on them. So a connoisseur. A connoisseur. And then, you know what? We're going to do a little bit of a run back, run it back. Uh, since we didn't get to do it at the top of the show, let's yes. run it back that he mentioned Sinicia Estrada is now mm-hmm. signed with Top Rank. Very, very interesting. She joins Michaela Mayer, uh-huh. so, and then there were two. I know. And that's the reason why we have not been able to get Sinicia on the show because yes. she wasn't able to talk exactly. because the deal was not done. And so, like he said, it was a, an excellent career move. Uh, top Rank knows how to move their fighters. And it's also. It's great that there is another female fighter on yeah. that car, uh, or in that stable. So, and they're world champions. Yeah, she got that it the it factor. That it factor. That's what uh, Cecilia Brick has uh, told us. She's got that it yeah. factor full package. She's got the support of uh, LeBron, one of LeBron James's uh, companies. Mm-hmm. Now she's doing it big. Salute to her. Yeah, I wonder what else. I wonder who she's gonna fight next mm-hmm. i don't i mean i'm curious but we can't wait to see and i don't know is anything i don't know what's going on because we have we've been filming anything else uh we've already talked about ryan we've talked about let me see well, i saw who was that fighting with uh ryo who's in the camp with the benavidez who was it was it him and roly can't be roly yeah i think it was roly he and roly ryo boxing um who's in camp with Benavidez, he and, and Roly, I think, got into like a little screaming match or something with each other, some tea. Um, yeah, they were getting it mixed up. Yeah, they had an altercation in New York. Rio oh. Venezuela and uh, Ellie Sekbeck caught it on video that they were, you know, with Roly? Yeah, Ryo and Roly. Maybe maybe that's uh Oh uh, Roly beginning everybody he wants Roley to fight Errol. He 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 thinks everyone's shit and he gonna he's gonna knock out everyone out pretty soon. Oh god, yeah. He's gonna he's <laughs> gonna call out Terrence Crawford. He's just gonna call out he's gonna call Anthony Joshua. Out. He's gonna get so he's gonna call out the best women's boxing show, period. But Roly, if you're watching this, come sit, hang out. I know you're here in Vegas. Come hang out with us and chat I and talk your uppercut shit. Uppercut that boy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but again, this was another great addition, a great Great episode with Polly Malinaj. He's part of the Fight Stars family. Uh, check him out, ProboxTV.com mm-hmm. and also Polly.tv on YouTube. Jandra, this was another one in the can for us. Another one. Another, another and, one. And you know what? I have to do a shout out to one of our girls, Nancy Rodriguez. Her new um, her new business yes. that she's involved in, Campeones Legales. So make sure you guys check it out. Uh, I, I, 
it's in Spanish, but you can go to the Instagram at Campiones Legales. I'll put it in. Everyone there. always needs some kind of a lawyer or something. They do referrals and whatnot. So make sure you guys tune in, uh, check them out, and throw some throw them some business, and they can throw you some money. Yeah, por favor, <laughs> gracias a Nancy. <laughs> Campion, what's it called? Campiones Legales. Campiones Legales. Por favor, Nancy Rodriguez. There you go. That's my Spanish there for today. You, there, Orale. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're going to end this one on this note. I am Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Thank you for tuning in for another uh, edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. See you guys at the fights. Bye, guys.